Hello, friends. Welcome back to Beamvoice. It's been a while since the last interview. And now I'm really happy to uh, record a new session this year in 2023 and catch up with Nicolas Ariano and two of uh, his colleagues and friends, I guess, from uh, some projects he is uh, involved with. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Pedro. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us here again. Uh, we're really honored again to be in your podcast. It's, uh, it's a really good opportunity to share our thoughts and work. I am Nico Ariano. I am an architect, a researcher at the Carton Immersive Media Studio that uh, Laura is going to present uh, briefly. Also PhD student at Carton University. And I am studying topics of open beam and uh, open source software for the AC industry. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. I'm Lari Chow, Associate Director of SIMS. I've been here for about seven years. Uh, I've led projects like the Center Block Building Information Model, the Library of Parliament Building Information Model, and uh, as well as making a city information model for the National Capital Region. And I'm also co-leading the development of our digital twin platform with uh, Julie and Nico. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Ivanov. I'm a research lead for Imagining Canada's Digital Twin here at SIMS. I've been researching digital twins for the past three years as part of my master's, and I've also spent some time working in uh, digitally assisted fabrication and digitally assisted storytelling here at the SIMS lab. Nice to be here. Thank you. It's really nice having you guys. I'm really happy for this. Now, please tell us a bit about uh, what are we going uh, to talk about today? What are you going to show us today? For sure. So uh, before we jump into the good stuff, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we do here at the Sims Lab um, and some of the projects that brought us to our digital twin work, uh, specifically one called Imagine Canada's Digital Twin. And then Nico is going to give a demo of the prototype that we're developing. So who are we? We're a research center affiliated with the Israeli School of Architecture and Urbanism here at Carleton University in Ottawa, Canada. Um, our research aims to demonstrate the value of new and digital technologies, mm -hmm. emerging digital technologies for architectural rehabilitation, heritage conservation, and just the AACO industry more generally. So what do we do? We have four areas of research, and our first stream is digitization, which is the translation of the real world into XYZ coordinates through reality capture methods such as uh, terrestrial laser scanning and uh, photogrammetry. Next, we have modeling, where we take that metric information um, that we captured through digitization and we translate it into geometry, such as uh, existing conditions models for BIM. In digitally assisted fabrication, our research aims to develop uh, a process that augments traditional craft workflows with digital technologies. And finally, our digitally assisted storytelling research looks at creating things like web applications, AR and VR experiences to create engaging narratives for uh, public dissemination. And finally, a fifth stream that uh, you don't see here, but we're going to talk about today that's kind of emerging in our research is digital twins. Um, and digital twin technology can provide information to improve design, construction, operation and management of a building or a system of buildings. Um, and we really believe that it's a design tool that can uh, augment the way we make decisions. So. I'm going to give you a brief background to kind of our journey that brought us to um, digital twin work by showcasing a couple of our, our projects. So uh, when our current director, Stephen Fye, took over the lab in 2007, um, he really re like saw this opportunity to research heritage building information modeling. So essentially developing HBIM from point cloud data. So once we kind of showed the value of this to Public Works and Procurement Canada, they asked us to develop an existing conditions model of uh, the Parliament Hill. And um, the center block BIM is actually uh, currently being used for the rehabilitation project right now. 
leaning into our BIM experience and learning from it, we also developed an asset information model of the Carleton University campus. And this could be used as a facilities management tool to analyze existing conditions and explore future management and planning decisions. So this contains over 50 detailed building information models of uh, new and existing buildings and future constructions. And at this point in our research, we started to link facilities management data to uh, show building performance in almost real time. So looking at things like electricity consumption, parking, building occupancy. And right now we're currently working to integrate more kind of real-time data by working with the facilities management and operations team here at Carleton. Um, also, this was used for public outreach and engagement for a virtual tour uh, for some of the students that couldn't actually visit the campus during uh, the pandemic. Wow, that, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a great project to work on and it's um it's had so many different uses that's really just showing you know once you have a model you can do so many different uses with it and there's a lot of value to it yes yeah and then so finally moving on to kind of one of our larger scale projects um, we developed a city asset information model for the national capital region here in ottawa and basically what we did was consolidate a variety of data into the single application to be accessed by urban planners, architects, and um, the National Capital Commission staff. And basically, this involved modeling the NCC's asset library, including monuments, sites, street furniture, but then integrating it into this base model that we developed from GIS data, as well as of the topography and kind of the built environment. So now I'll hand it over to Julie, who will talk a little bit about the Digital Twin project. Thanks, Laura. So a couple of years ago, our work brought us to a new question. Uh, what could a national digital twin of Canada be? And for those who aren't familiar with the term digital twin, it's a system that has three parts. So it's a physical thing in real space, such as the building we're in now, the digital version of that thing in virtual space, so a BIM of this building, and synchronized data connections between the two, updating the digital model to reflect its current state. Now, ideally, data would be updated automatically using sensors or IoT to show what's happening in real time. Um, we're still working on that part of it. Uh, but what's amazing about digital twins is that they bring together all types of information into one place. So we can see the entire system and its context and effects on other things. We can then use this information to help us make decisions on how to improve building performance or change the way we design cities and test those scenarios and identify areas that need help. Now, many cities are already working on digital representations of their urban environments and publishing open data. What is missing is a structure that could bring all these urban representations together. But what about the places in between these urban centers? And what about um, infrastructure that connects all of us, such as networks like electricity, transportation, and communications technology? So in March of 2020, we were fortunate to receive funding from the New Frontiers in Research Fund to develop this question further. This is a government funding program that supports high-risk, high-reward research. Our project, uh, imagining Canada's digital twin, which is ICDT, is the exploration of the idea of a digital twin of Canada. So for our research, we have two objectives, to build a research consortium for the uh, of academic, indigenous, not-for-profit, public, and private partners that represent local and regional networks, and also to develop a prototype of the Montreal and Ottawa-Toronto corridor. We will use what we've gathered from these three years to apply for the next phase of funding, which is the transformation grant, which will provide funding for up to seven years and where we will continue exploring a digital twin of Canada at a national scale and beyond the AECO. ICDT is the first national initiative to address the opportunities, challenges, and responsibilities involved in developing a digital twin at a national scale for Canada. And we believe that ICDT is an opportunity to develop a leadership role for the AECO um, for Canada in the integration of innovative digital 
digital technologies. And our goal is not to resolve the question of a digital twin for Canada, but to determine its feasibility and the level of effort required to see it realized and to establish a national group that's supposed to move forward in this realization. If I may jump in, I have two quick questions. Is this only for buildings? First phase of the grant, we're looking at the AECO specifically. Um, but when we apply for the next phase, we want to go beyond architecture and building. We want to look at all different disciplines um, and see what else we can integrate at the national scale. I was thinking more about if it's only buildings or also infrastructure, like uh, roads and so on, if this also part of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ideally, it's everything. We want to include all the trees, water bodies, if we can include soil types, um, transportation networks, all of the infrastructure required for a city, as well as those buildings. Okay, I don't know how this works in Canada. Who is the client? Because here in Norway, we have different clients for different type of assets, right? To do that in Norway, you need more institutions to work together, like four or five. How does this work in Canada? Well, I guess maybe Nico's the best to answer that because he's going to show a little demo of what we've been working on in the platform, but how it can host different use cases depending on what those needs are. And so ideally, anybody could use the digital twin platform, because it's going to be the base model for which you can put and start controlling um, your own assets or whatever it is that you want to use that model for, for your own needs. And so we want everybody to be in control of their own data. It's not for us. Would this then be a paid service that people need to pay for to access this data? Or you think that this is going to be funded by government or it's way too early to think about these details, I guess, but yeah. I think it's it's pretty early right now, but we want to make this as inclusive and accessible to as many groups and people as possible. What we're really trying to do is take open data and data and make it accessible to people who maybe don't have um, the technology or um, the means to, to view it. Um, so really, we don't necessarily have a client, but we're hoping to do this kind of uh, for Canada on a... Um, yeah, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a paid for uh, mm -hmm. application. That's cool. That sounds good. This is only in a presentation stage, or did you actually build a proof of concept within a platform or something? So that's what Nico is just about to show you. We've been working mm. on this for about a year now. Um, really, it started with imagining what it could potentially be. And then uh, we started developing it in-house here at Sims uh, about a year ago. So maybe we can hand it over to Nico and he'll show you what we've been working on. As uh, Julie has uh, mentioned, uh, we started from the BIM because we are all uh, architects and we have been developing the BIM skills for a long time. We have been working with large uh, asset information models and building information models for more than 10 years. And, and at one point we, yeah, so we got to the point that but like the tools that we were using were unable to enable us the, the uses that we wanted, like the scale, the intersection of different data sets, the flexibility that we require in order to have this very ambitious project. So that's when we started, as I mentioned uh, in, in our previous interview, we started learning about this uh, open source initiative that, for example, Dion Mould and the OSARC uh, is promoting. Like, how can we take this packages these tools from the AC industry and uh, use them uh, more openly. Uh, so that's when we started like putting things together, geospatial information system, BIM, open data from, from uh, municipalities, from federal government, et cetera, and try to make something that people can access more easily. So we started learning the tools 
And as, as I was saying, because our background is on BIM, we started from there, but we are in, in our roadmap, we have there to incorporate as many disciplines as, as we can that will benefit the users at the end. So, so yeah, so basically the starting point was that BIM is normally promoted, as, as, as you always mentioned in your podcast, is promoted as a, as a process to enhance collaboration and connect people and data. But that the status quo is different because normally we use proprietary solutions, closed file formats, and that limits our accessibility and interoperability. So also, uh, as I was mentioning, like the increasing complex of the AC industry uh, project requires technology that integrates these different skills. And uh, to address some of these challenges, uh, the Cartoon Immersive Media Studio Sims is researching this open source collaboration uh, uh, platform that one of the uses is going to be the Imagine Canal Geo Twin. And also we are trying to do it for other projects of Sims. And this way we want to make this data easily accessible to stakeholders, to the community, okay? And so we are developing this uh, platform and the goal is to integrate multi-scale, multidisciplinary data sets into this web-based model without needing an additional software. So it's a uh, vendor neutral and you don't require to download any software, just the browser. So that means that the platform can be accessed from any device with internet, your smartphone, your computer, etc. And the, the idea is that we support uploading BIM, ideally from open formats like IFC or GLTF or GLB, etc. And also uh, eventually point clouds and other kind of like uh, photogrammetry models or other kind of sources. And also finally try to integrate real time or close to real time uh, data, dynamic data, also into the feedback loop of this. And such sources that I was mentioning from federal government, infrastructure providers, urban center, et cetera. And this platform is uh, is designed for flexibility and the idea is that it continues to evolve with the technology. So for example, we have been using IFCJS library for the beam. We have been using Malibre and Mapbox for the, for, for the map tiling, et cetera. And we have been learning different uh, technologies to make this a more. So yeah, uh, I, I just going to jump into sharing my screen and show you a little bit of this. But this digital twin of Canada, we are open to collaboration. So if at any point anyone from your audience wants to collaborate with this project from Canada or maybe from other country, we are always open to keep this conversation and it will be very exciting to have you all part of this. Do you have anything more specific in mind regarding collaboration? Give me some examples of collaboration that you think of, maybe? Yeah, for sure. So since this is uh, built on open source libraries, if, if um, you know, if anyone can contribute uh, expertise or knowledge uh, for, for kind of development, that would be incredible. But also data, we're testing all different sorts of data and kind of what data can be brought in and the file types, etc. So um, we're always looking for data as well. But even just people to say, hey, I think this would be a really great platform to do X, Y, Z. Like what kind of uses would you want to see in it? How would this make your life better? How this make your day-to-day -day at work easier? I mean, it just any sort of input like that would be fantastic. Yeah, we're okay. especially interested in um, minority groups. Like we have some indigenous partners um, with ICDT, but we're looking to hear like, what do they need? We want to hear from um, uh, women, people of color, like just these uh, small, small enterprises. And it's like, well, what do you need? What would you be using a digital twin for? You know, we've been developing it with us at the lab, um, but we want to hear from industry and just what those use cases are. 
and then we can integrate and start developing those tools and so they can work within this platform. All right, that sounds good. Thank you. Okay, Pedro. So I, I was mentioning that we're using different packages online. The one that you are seeing right now is Mapbox. We're also experimenting with MapLibre, which is kind of like the open source, a free and open source version of it. And here you we have implemented some features. Of course, this is just a prototype and some early features. But for example, we are developing this authentication system where people can log in, sign up, log in with their credentials and get like a specific content depending who they are, which group they belong to. And then when you are in, you can start navigating the platform. I'm going to show you this in a second. But some of the technologies that I wanted to mention is like, okay, we started building this with the language of all of the modern web browser, which are JavaScript, CSS, and HTML. And also we are incorporating some of the libraries that I was mentioning, uh, Mapbox and the OpenStreetMap layers, 3.js for the 3D graphics, IFCGS for Beam. And also we are working into implementing some more professional maintainable front-end frameworks such as TypeScript and React. So yeah, we use this geocoder to navigate Kana. So I'm going to show you, for example, if I go to Toronto, we are going to be able to access some of the layers that the Open Toronto has in their website. For example, you can access the position and some, some of the data of all of the bus stops uh, in, uh, in the Open Toronto data sets. Uh, where are the garbage cans, uh, bicycle parkings, etc. So make it, make, this is one of our way of making data that it's in there. These sites just uh, posted as like, I don't know, JSON, GeoJSON, just format that are really hard for like not developers to use to make this accessible and also to make them a part of the context for your digital twin world. Mm -hmm. Also, we have incorporated, as I was mentioning, layers from OpenStreetMap. So here you can see that we have like the extrusion of the buildings in rural and urban areas. And besides having integrated these layers from uh, libraries or from, from uh, packages uh, online, we are uh, finding ways of incorporating data from the client, from the user. So here, for example, I'm going to just from uh, directly from the front end, I'm going to just generate a new area. So uh, I'm going to call this park. Uh, one doesn't matter and then here i can start uploading my models directly so here for example i'm going to select the position and then you can start putting the ifc or gltf or whatever a uh, file that you need to upload there so yeah i'm just going to use this model here you can uh, place it you can move it around and this is going to become part of the uh, database uh, basically yeah so that's pretty much the way we are asking the, the, the user to upload data. And, and I'm going to show you one of the, one of the, in one of the cities that we have added uh, data from our SimsLab projects. So in Ottawa, which is our city, we're going to show you uh, the project that Lara mentioned earlier, which is the Carton Digital Campus. Sorry, I have the Zoom user interface here. So here, as Lara was mentioned, this is uh, more than 50 buildings in our university campus. So four gigabytes of IFCs, and you can see that all of the buildings load pretty fast. Like it takes a couple of seconds to have like all of them loaded directly on the context and you can access each of them. And also, as I was mentioning earlier, you can integrate some other layers from the internet to have them as context. So here you can just go and access any of the 50 buildings that have been placed. And for example, I'm going to show you the building that we are right now here, which is the Vicin building. Uh -huh. And here we are opening like an isolated, isolated view that we call the beam viewer. 
And here we are using some of the tools that we are uh, getting from IFCJS, for example, library to, uh, I don't know, for example, change the projection from perspective to uh, orthographic. So that way you, we can generate uh, elevation, plan, etc. Then mm -hmm. we can also go inside the building by cutting planes, like cut planes. And for example, we're going to show you where we are right now in this table here. We can use this model directly on the browser. And there are some features that we have been developing. For example, I don't know, you can measure things directly there on the on top of the digital assets. Uh, you can type message. So for example, here in this table, I'm going to say we are, we are here. Etc. So this could be kind of like a communication platform also. Who can read that uh, message? Eventually the users will be able to, because they log in, so they will be able to add notes or or okay. or, 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 or measure things on directly on the spot. And finally, because this is BIM, you can access the metadata of all of the objects. Here are some of the, the, the property sets and also the IFC tree. So th this way you can ever like see like the entire IFC model with all of their components directly here on the browser. So that's pretty much what we have so far. And because we are building this with the roadmap that I was mentioning, we're trying to develop new tools, for example, to integrate dynamic data coming from a real-time data sets. Also, we are uh, trying to incorporate some kind of verification of models. So if somebody uploads a model, there could be an organization of someone curating the data, so making sure that it's accurate, making sure that it's appropriate. And finally, also trying to add, add a phasing. So you can have maybe the, uh, a model in different phases in time to see how it was in construction or, or maybe a design development, et cetera, and, and a slide through the different phases in, in, in that. Well, I think part of this is just making sure that the features that we have are stable and putting it through you know, testing and understanding if there's bugs. And um, we really want to you know, push the limits of the platform and figure out exactly what file types we can support, what kind of geolocation we can support. Um, also doing some more collaboration features. So being able to share views. So if you have a, you know, a portfolio of buildings and you want to share a view of a building with a, a client, then you can share the exact camera location. As Nico mentioned, you can also do some um, sharing of comments. So if you're walking through a building and saw that something needed repair, you could leave uh, a message on something that said, hey, check this out. I think this needs a repair. Someone can open it up on an iPad, go check it out. So just features like that. Um, and one that's really important to us is obviously being able to access open data and making it accessible to people. Um, so we're also looking at integrating things like zoning parcels, the, uh, land use, um, but doing that automatically. So it actually calls to these um, databases through an API, and then we automatically get the um, the data as it's updated by by whoever's providing it. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's everything that we're currently working on. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any ideas for features or uses, um, We'd be happy to to hear it. It's only you three guys working on this project, or there are other people involved as well? No, uh, there's more than just us. We have a couple developers uh, working on it as well, um, and someone working on the UI UX. But it is a fairly small team. I think there's about seven of us. So it's and the thing too is we're primarily architects and engineers, not developers. So obviously, <laughs> it's it's maybe a little bit slower than if we were a software company, but. Yeah. You are using all these open source tools, right? But that does not mean that this project will be like a, a repository on GitHub, right? 
Um, so, well, what we're hoping to, and we're going to kind of, once we test some bugs out, we're, we're thinking of actually making it uh, open. So oh. yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're working towards it, right? So um, something to look for in the future. That's interesting because if you do that, then that might become uh, a global digital twin then, if there yeah, is yeah, interest yeah. and involvement. Petra, as we were mentioning, we, we started learning about the open source uh, communities uh, like a few years ago, and, and, and this is all new for us, but uh, we like what, what they do, we like the community that they generate, and we think uh, of this project, if, if we can make something like that, if we can, we have seen different examples of digital twins in other countries, and and what we want to uh, propose as, as like a, as a novel thing is how can we make this an like an open source library that, that the community can participate? There are more eyeballs for for fixing bugs. Maybe th th there are going to be more use cases proposed by the community, etc. And so that's kind of like our 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 goal, and and that's the way we're trying to build it from from the from the beginning. So yeah, if that works, that would be fantastic. Yeah, th that sounds very cool. Canada is so large geographically, um, and often it's always the yeah. uh, city centers that get funding. And so they can produce things like all these digital assets and, and open source tools. But it's like, what about these smaller communities or the uh, rural areas? And so in order to um, hopefully like involve them and get them to participate, and so that way they don't they can use this and make use of all of this technology without having to, you know, purchase really expensive um, proprietary mm -hmm. software or worry about getting government funding um, in order to make this possible or new training, et cetera. So we want to make sure that they can contribute and then we can learn more about those networks that involve not only the big city centers, but also these sm smaller communities. That's an important point, actually. And that's something happening, I think, not only in Canada. That's uh, something uh, <laughs> normal here in Norway as well. All the attention uh, is in uh, Oslo. At least there is, actually, there is some efforts yeah, to keep some interest in other cities as well, because otherwise it would be just Oslo. But uh, yeah, the, this is, anyway, a lot of people are training or trying to yeah, to go to the capital, right? Or this kind of places. But uh, and it's good to uh, to provide yeah, solutions and uh, the same treat, uh, the same this uh, minorities, you <laughs> national, inside the the nation, right? Which is yeah, it's actually even if yeah, it's not a minority per se, but it's uh, places. But yeah, still uh, they are they get less attention and uh, less resources. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know that the these open source communities and tools are growing a lot in the world and also in Canada, we have been organizing this event that is called uh, Open Source Software for the ACO in Canada. And we are going to host that here at Sims on the Thursday, the 16th. So in a, in a couple of days. And we want to invite anybody in Canada. We have a limited for 50 people and we're almost sold out. And uh, anyone can join this uh, event uh, on YouTube. So, so we're going to have people from Buildings uh, International, so from op open, uh, open Standards. We're going to have people from the industry, like HOK. Uh, Antonio from ISCJS is going to present from the software uh, uh, part, and then Julia and myself, we are going to present what we're doing here, like from academia and research, and we're going to present this project again. So yeah, everybody's invited. Uh, this sounds very good. I'll I'll make sure to uh, give a big shout out to this event. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks. Before we wrap it up, 
what is the best way if anyone is interested to reach out to you guys? How should they proceed? So they can reach us through our website. If you go to www.sims.carlton.com, we have uh, some contact information there. We also have a website for the Imagine Canada's Digital Twin uh, project that will get you in contact with Julie directly. And but that's yeah. uh, Canada's Digital Twin uh, .ca. Gertrude, thank you so much for this. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for thank having you so us. Much. Pleasure. And I wish you good luck with uh, with the project. <laughs> I really hope you get more funding and you get more interest and uh, many users, many <laughs> many people uh, willing to involve uh, in the pro themselves in the project. Thank you. Thank we, you. We, we'll keep you po posted with the with the <laughs> with the progress for sure. And good luck with the event. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much.